Family-friendly policies in the workplace are helpful to employees, but do these policies have any effects on productivity? It's an important question to ask because more businesses may adopt these policies if they have a positive effect on the bottom line. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Doug Goodman, Associate Professor of Public Affairs at the University of Texas at Dallas. Now, you co-authored a study on the effects of family-friendly policies. Who was your co-author? My co-author is one of my Ph.D. students. His name is Kwong Bin Bay. He's a student from Seoul, Korea. This whole topic in this paper started as a class project. It was his final paper for the class, and I liked the paper. I liked where it was going and what it was saying, and I thought it had a lot of potential for publication. And also, too, him being from Korea and had access to data that I just don't have access to, which we use for this study. Well, before we talk about what the research found, tell our listeners what we mean by family-friendly policies. Give us a few examples of what that means. These are policies that are implemented in the workplace basically to help reduce the conflict between work and home. A lot of these policies are put in place, especially since the increase of women in the workplace over the last few decades. And some of these policies include things like child care. We're seeing more and more even elderly care taken care of by employers throughout not only this country, but throughout the world. Also, flexible work schedules, job sharing, making sure that you get health benefits, time off benefits, maternity leave, and in some cases, especially outside the United States, paid maternity leave. Hmm. Okay. So there can be quite a, a number of policies that would be helpful to employees. So what did right. your research find? What were the effects of these policies on productivity? First of all, yeah, that was one of our questions that we were looking at. What was that relationship between these policies and also productivity in the workplace? And this particular study looks at the organization as a whole. And in particular, those in Korea, public organizations in Korea, those are governmental organizations. Mm -hmm. They have a way that they measure performance and productivity and revenue generated per employee within the organizations there. Government organizations in Korea are a little bit different than what we're used to here in the United States. And so they have better ways of actually measuring and tracking performance within those organizations. Oh, okay. So and that's so, helpful to your research then? Yes, yes it is. Basically, we're able to quantify the number of these policies that are put into place. And so our basic hypothesis that we're looking at is that there is a strong relationship between those numbers of policies and performance. And in this particular case, we found that to be true, that these organizations that had more of these family-friendly policies also perform better. We also had a second question that we were looking at because in Korea, the turnover of women in the workplace is pretty high. Many of them leave mid-career to go home and raise children. And also we were thinking that these types of policies would help women in the workplace and thereby reduce turnover. That was not the case with our findings here. Actually, in Korea, at the organizational level, we found that to be opposite. Hmm. That's our next pursuit is trying to get at that a little deeper and figure out why that is the case. We have some ideas uh, why that might be the case. And especially if you look at the individual level, there's a strong relationship that that does indeed happen. 
that women benefit from these policies and are more likely to stay on the job. Professor, do you have any idea why productivity would go up? Is it because these policies maybe lower the stress on the employee and make them more productive? By all means, I think that that's part of it. They lower the stress, and the old mantra, a happy worker is a productive worker, seems to be holding true with this. Back in the 1920s, 1930s, people started looking at organizations and trying to increase performance, and they found not quite what they expected, but they had found that when they paid attention to the individual, that that increased their motivation in the workplace. And that spawned the whole human resource management field, if you will. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, some of these policies might be seen as more expensive, costly, so they aren't readily pointed to. Dr. Doug Goodman, Associate Professor of Public Affairs at the University of Texas at Dallas. Well, thank you for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.